Welcome to Precepts of Faith. Um, I'm Conrad DeFries, uh, and uh, welcome you to the Bible study and Bible class today. Um, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll get right into the, the Bible study for today. Heavenly Father, we always count it such a privilege and an honor to call you Father. Um, we're your children. We're in the family. We're in the family now and will be forever. We may change locations later. Uh, to be there in heaven with you, but we are in your family now. We are born again. We are a royal priesthood unto you, a holy nation. We're hooked in to ever be with you, to ever. Right now we are and will ever be connected in your family, and you will be our Father not only now, but for all of eternity. And we receive the flow of the Holy Spirit um, flowing the very words and message that you have for us today. Um, and every one of us, I declare that we have um, anointed minds and hearts and ears to hear what the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit, what you are saying to each of us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If we were going to have a title, the title of the, the Bible teaching today would be Ministering to the Lord. We could also call that the prayer of praise and worship. There's several kinds of prayer. And, you know, when you have, just like you have sports, you, you, don't, you don't use baseball rules to play football or you don't use tennis rules to play hockey. In the same way in prayer, learning how to pray different kinds of prayer. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 18, it says, Praying with all manner or all kinds of prayer in the Spirit, uh, literally in the Greek, being led by the Spirit. Um, so there's the prayer of faith, um, which means that's a prayer you pray as a petition to God. You're asking Him for something, and when you do, you believe you receive it. Um, and you begin to praise him after that. You don't keep asking again and again because that would be a prayer of unbelief. You have the prayer of agreement. If two or more pray together like a symphony, not one a praying and believing and one wishing and a hoping, you know, to get in prayer of agreement, you've got to harmonize like a symphony in agreement. So there's different kinds of prayer. The prayer of intercession, prayer in the spirit, Prayer of commitment, um, where Jesus prayed, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Um, but the prayer of praise and worship is also a kind of prayer. Um, some people just think of prayer as being a petition, asking God for something and waiting to see if he's going to do it. Um, but really, that's just one kind of prayer. Um, but praise and worship is also a kind of prayer when you are praising and worshiping God um, you are in what I think of as the highest kind of prayer, the prayer of praise and worship. But we also call this ministering to the Lord. And we're going to focus on this uh, today, um, not just ministering to people, um, not just praising and singing songs and hymns and, and things to a congregation or to others, um, but this is focused on singing and praising and worship going directly to God. 
And we'll see from the Word of God, both Old Testament and New Testament, um, that tremendous things happen uh, when people began to worship and praise unto the Lord. In the book of James, um, chapter 5 um, and verse 16, uh, he says, Confess your faults one to another. In other words, your, 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 your missteps, your slip-ups, um, your faults, your failures, um, and pray one for another that you may be healed. Um, he says, um, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. The Amplified says um, the effective praying, um, and in this case we're talking about praise and worship, um, the effective praying causes tremendous power to become available. Hallelujah. We're going to see from the Word of God as people begin to sing and worship and praise God, it triggered and caused tremendous power to become available. Now, we're to be led by the Spirit in prayer. It may be the prayer of faith or the prayer of agreement or united prayer or praying in the Spirit or enter the prayer of intercession or Casting all of your cares upon him, that's a kind of prayer. But, to, but today we're talking about the prayer, um, the effective prayer of singing and praising and worshiping directly unto God. And we'll see from, his, from the precious holy word of God how it causes tremendous power to become available and causes tremendous things um, to happen that people have prayed and looked for and desiring from God. In the book of Psalms, chapter 22 and verse 3, he says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Yes, the Lord is always with us, but there's a special presence. There's a special closeness that comes. God inhabits the praises of his people. In the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 16 and verse 34, he says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. God is a good God. Amen. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. We'll see in some of these places we're looking at today that that was one of the part of their song. They wasn't just singing a song for Christian entertainment, and that that has its place. They weren't trying to get a new rating in Christian singing. They weren't trying to impress a congregation, but they wanted to sing unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 5 and verse 13, it says, And it came even to pass that the trumpeters and singers were as one. In other words, they were, they were united. They were in agreement. They were together to make one sound to be heard in praising in thanking the Lord. And as they did this, it goes on to say, as they begin to praise and the trumpets begin to blow, and they begin to sing unto the Lord, saying, The Lord is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that there in the house of the Lord 
that the presence of God came so strong that the priest, in verse 14, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. This is one place you see where they went out in the Spirit. As they began to sing and to praise and the trumpets and the cymbals began to sound, and it was as one sound, they were singing singing and praising the Lord is good, for his mercy endureth forever when it did. God, that great habitation he wanted to be with them, and the priests could not even stand by reason of the cloud as they were praising the Lord. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing. Literally, do not fret. This is the way you get ready to pray. This is not what you want from prayer. You've you, you got to prepare yourself for prayer. Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. He says, if you'll do that, the peace of God that passes understanding will flood your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. You not only take a petition to him, bring your request to him, but you come with thanksgiving. You're thanking him because he's going to answer your prayer. We're going we're gonna to see today that praise and being thankful and being worshipful and praising God, people are healed with anointing oil. People are healed by anointed handkerchiefs. They're healed with the prayer of agreement. They're healed in many ways, but one way to receive victory, whether it's physical healing, whether it is financial needs, um, whether it's to get doors open or doors closed, whatever the need might be, um, one way is to begin to minister to the Lord. Not ministering to your neighbor, in this case, not ministering to a congregation, not ministering to someone else, um, but ministering to the Lord. In the book of Acts, chapter 13, in verse 1, um, he says, Now there were in the church... Um, which was at Antioch, um, certain prophets and teachers, um, as Barnabas um, and Simeon, um, that was called Niger, um, and Lucius um, of Cyrene, um, and Manon, um, uh, which had been uh, brought up um, with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, notice verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord. Something's getting ready to happen as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereto I've called them. The Apostle Paul, Saul here, they got the call for the first missionary journey while they were ministering to the Lord. In those days, it was very common as Jews fasted, they might go a little bit longer, but it was common to fast the last meal of the day. So as they fasted and were ministering to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, one way to hear from God is spend time ministering to the Lord. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, uh, Paul and Silas were in prison. 
they weren't just in prison. They were in the uttermost. They were in the, 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 for the killers and the murderers, people that wasn't going to live past the next day. And they were down in the uttermost part of that prison. Their backs were bleeding. And they were in stocks. And it was dark, uh, no doubt the smell, the stench, the sewage. And it was a very gloomy day, but they had something on the inside. They had Christ in them. The hope of glory. In verse 25, then it says, in that midnight. Now, this was literal midnight, but sometimes you can be at midnight in some area of your life. And it could be, this could apply very much to a midnight hour that someone could be going through in this life. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Praise God. It's good to pray, isn't it? We need to pray. They prayed, but right after they prayed, nothing still had happened. They prayed, then we have a conjunction, and. They prayed and sang praises unto God. They weren't singing to the prisoners. They weren't singing to the guards. They had prayed. Then they didn't just stop when they prayed. It's good to pray. We need to pray, but don't stop there. Go on and begin to sing praises unto God. As they prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them, they were singing, they weren't doing it under their breath. It wasn't what some people call a silent prayer. They were singing it out loud. They were bold. They were courageous. They were singing unto the Lord, though. And suddenly, there was an earthquake, um, a great earthquake, um, and the foundations of the prison were shaken, and the doors were open, and, and the shackles fell off. Um, praise God, here is a key of victory. Um, you need to get out of a prison. You need to get unshackled. You need doors that seem to be shut to you opened. Go into prayer, but then add to that prayer praise and song and thanksgiving unto God. Get in an attitude of worship and praise as they were praising then. They had prayed, but it was after they began to sing praises unto God that a great earthquake came and shook the very prison doors loose. The doors that they couldn't get out that were locked opened. The shackles that were binding them turned them loose. Praise God, one great and mighty way the Bible tells us to get prison doors open, things that seem to be holding our lives back. It, it may be insecurity. It may be inferiority. It may be lack of wisdom. It can be all kinds of things. But when, once after you've prayed, then get begin to worship the Lord. Begin to praise Him and praise Him and praise Him and praise Him. It comes to my mind, the story of a lady many years ago that had smallpox, and she had a little mini-vision. Brother Kenneth Hagin tells this story. She had a little mini-vision, and she saw some scales, and on one, it had a, a, a basket on each side, and on one side was really weighted down. It had a lot of tests in it. 
but the basket on the other side, it didn't have very much in it, uh, and it had the word praise written on it. Um, well, she got the message from God there. You, you've got all this test over here, but you need to do more praising. So she began to praise and praise and praise, uh, and she began to praise all in the evening and all through the night and the next day. And at the, when it got to be about 24 hours, uh, she began to look around, and the pox were gone. Uh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's time to anoint with oil. Sometimes it's a prayer cloth. Sometimes it's join hands in agreement. But sometimes it's just get in an attitude of praise unto the Lord. And that brought victory. And it opened her prison doors. And it, brought, it got the shackles off of her because of praising, praising and worshiping God. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, we see where Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, of Judah, they were going out to battle. There were three armies coming against them. Just one of those armies was bigger than their army. They had three. Lord, what are we going to do? Well, as they began to seek the Lord, the Lord said unto them through one of the people there, said, you need not fight in this battle. The battle is not yours, but God's. But set appoint singers and praisers that will go out ahead and will sing praises. He told them to be not afraid, nor to be dismayed by reason of the great multitude. You ever feel like you've got a great multitude of battles coming against you? You've got a great host of the enemy that is arrayed against you. He said, don't be dismayed for this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Get your focus upon him. Begin to do what he says. It sounds pretty foolish to send singers out ahead of the army. Instead of the Marine Corps being first, the singers and the praisers are the ones that, that were going out first. And it tells us um, in verse 22, um, and when they began to sing, oh, hallelujah, when, they, when did it happen? When they began to sing, instead of crying out, oh, God, help us. Lord, this could be our last day. God, have mercy upon us. Um, not go out in fear. Not go out trembling at the enemy, but begin to praise, be unto God, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. And when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, and they were smitten and the Bible goes on to tell us that it took the children of Judah, the children of God, three days amongst all the dead bodies in, in, in getting the gold and the silver and the brass and all the precious things. It took them three days to collect the spoil. God will not only fight your battle, but he'll give you an abundance of supply. He'll open doors that you cannot open. He will shut doors that you cannot get them shut. What's the key? 
Sometimes I call this the key of praise. You've got a door you can't get through. You need a key to get it unlocked. Praise is faith in action, ministering to the Lord. People like Norval Hayes, I don't know if you know him and other ministers, Sometimes he would be in a great meeting, going to be speaking. People say, well, let's go out to lunch. He'd say, no, I think I'm just going to stay here. He'd spend five hours just worshiping, 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 worshiping. But, oh, my, how the Spirit of God would move in the service. We need to consider spending more time not just petitioning, because we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed. We certainly believe in prayer. We're not going to stop that. A story comes to my mind, another one that Kenneth E. Hagan told, um, a young evangelist that was dying with TB. And every church he had went to for a long time, he told them to pray for him. He had thousands of people over the country praying for him. They'd been praying for thousands of hours. And, and he'd come down to death's door, and he was out at his father-in-law's house on the bed spitting up blood. They had to turn him in a sheet to and he said, Lord, he looked out across the way. Nobody was in the house then. He said, Lord, if you'll help me get out there to that clump of bushes, I'll pray until I'm healed or the buzzards will have to tell them where to find me. But he got a little strength somehow and got out there. But he was so weak he couldn't even, couldn't even raise up after he was there. And he said, well, I'm going to lay here and pray. Well, he got to thinking, you know, if prayer was going to do it, and we certainly believe in prayer, but thousands of hours of prayer, thousands of people had been praying. He got to think, well, I don't have much time. I think I'll just lay here and begin to praise the Lord. Because he said, by whose stripes you were healed. Not you're going to be, you were. So he said, I don't have much time. I'm just going to begin to thank the Lord and begin to praise him. He could hardly hear a whisper. But a long story short, within two hours, he was standing on his feet, and you could hear him two miles away. In other words, he put the, he put the word of God into action. They had prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, but he began to praise the Lord for his healing. He began to thank him and put it in the past tense. By your stripes, I am already healed. By whose stripes you were healed. The Bible says he hath, past tense, H-A-T-H, he hath blessed us, every one of us already, with all things that pertain to life and godliness. That includes natural things and spiritual things. Well, praise God, I tell you, we want to do more ministering to the Lord. Not just, we want to minister to others but we want to take out more time, set aside more time, and just minister to the Lord. Just thank him for his good, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Just thank him for his great benefits. Thank him for his blessings. In the book of Psalms 100, it just has five verses. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord how? with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good, and it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Oh, hallelujah, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
yes, we're coming with a petition. We're coming to get something from him. But we, we, we are already acting our faith. We are entering his gates with thanksgiving. We're coming to him. We know we're going to be leaving when we get blessed with thanksgiving. But we're entering his gates with thanksgiving in his courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Praise God. You know, in the book of Psalms 103, verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord. Usually we're wanting to say, Lord, bless me. But I tell you, a key to victory is bless the Lord. Lord, I love you. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you that I'm washed in the blood of Jesus. I thank you you're preparing a mansion for me. I thank you I'm going to be with you forever. I thank you I'm in the family of God. I thank you I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Just begin to bless the Lord. Begin to bless him. There at Antioch, when they began to, as they ministered to the Lord, then the Holy Ghost began to speak to them and give them direction. As they begin to praise in the days of Jehoshaphat with three armies arrayed against them, they begin to sing and praise the Lord. It, it, it somehow it does something that allows or causes God to break loose with tremendous power. That prayer of praise and worship, that effective worship and praise causes tremendous power to become available. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. You know, we want to bless somebody else. We want to bless ourselves. We want to get blessed. We want to find a blessing. But there's a great key of victory in blessing the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you redeem us from destruction. You forgive us of our iniquities. You heal us of all of our diseases. Bless the Lord, O my soul, in all that is within me. Well, remember Mark uh, chapter 9 and verse 23. Um, All things um, are possible to him that believeth. Um, 